missed last Sunday, you need to go online. I want to thank David and Landon and Nick for leading in worship. They spoke a powerful word. So if you missed it, go online, watch it, go to our church website. Uh, powerful things are going on. God is truly creating revival in this place and in this community. Um, we're going to continue today with our series on the Lord's Prayer. And this is Palm Sunday leading into Passion Sunday when we remember the passion of Jesus Christ our Savior, when we walk the walk to Calvary with him. I say this often, don't hurry and skip to Easter. You need to go day by day, step by step to the cross with Jesus. We need to feel and see and experience what he did for us. Don't take it for granted. Take it step by step with him. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The word temptation has two meanings. The first one is, it's when we coax or tempt someone, causing them to sin. Or when we are coaxed or tempted to sin. And secondly, it is a test or a trial to prove the validity of one's faith. I'm going to say those again. You need to understand this. Two meanings of temptation when we say, lead us not into temptation. The first one is our sinful nature, our inclination to sin. When we are coaxed, when we are tempted to disobey, when we are tempted to go our own way rather than the ways of God. And secondly, temptation is a test or a trial to prove the validity of of one's faith. Hang on to those as we move forward. The Greek word temptation has less to do with our earthly uh, sinful nature desires as it does with putting proof to our faith. Now, if you would have asked me years ago whether God was a God who tested us, I would say, oh no, God's a loving God. And I'm here to say that God does test us because he loves us. God allows us to go through trials because he loves us. Do you hear me? God allows things to happen so that we might mature and grow and be more confident in our faith in him. Not in who we are but in who Jesus is within our lives. God in his holy nature cannot tempt us to sin. Jesus does not have sin within him. So he cannot say, I'm going to tempt you. Let's see what this child can do. God doesn't do that, but he desires us to be holy for he is holy. Now, I'm gonna, you're going to have to track with me because I want you to have these scripture references so you can delve deeply this week. So, let's go first to James. James 1. I'm going to start a little earlier than I, than I gave for the screen. I'm going to start with verse 2 because this helps me with my point. <laughs> Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith 
develops perseverance. I need to read that again because some of you are here and you are questioning why am I going through what I am going through? Listen, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. Hang tough, my friends. Some of you are in trials. Some of you are in the midst of heavy, heavy testing right now. That's when you dig in your, your, your souls, those, those spikes of your gospel of peace shoes. I'm quoting Ephesians 6, the whole armor of God thing. That's when you dig deep and you stand firm. Jesus is with you. In the trial, Jesus is with you in the test. That's one of the messages for somebody today. Don't give up. Hang on with your mustard seed of faith. All right, now I'm going to go to verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from, a, from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Now, that's our foundation but we need to go back to Matthew because some of you are thinking, oh, but I remember this. Go back to Matthew 4. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Jesus didn't withgo temptation. Jesus did not withgo testing. Jesus did not withgo trial. You have to understand that. Jesus did everything that we are experiencing so that we have a witness, so that we have an image to follow, so that we can be born again and again into his likeness. So when we pray, lead us not into temptation, it means when I'm faced with endless choices between belief and unbelief or between obedience and disobedience, hold me back, Lord. Don't let me yield. Don't let me step into or inside temptation. Do you hear the difference? When we pray, most often we've been taught that it's this, this fleshly desire stuff. Lead us not into temptation. Don't let me do the things that I'm not supposed to do. That is part of it. But the deeper meaning, especially what the Greek word leans to, is that don't let me fall into 
temptation. Don't let me cross the line. Don't let me give in. How about that? How do we do that? How do we live a life that way? Well, it's all about our heart. Go to Psalm 130, 141. Psalm 141. The psalmist says it so well here. Verse 4, 141, verse 4. Let not my heart be drawn to what is evil. That's our prayer. When we say, lead us not into temptation. Let not my heart be drawn to evil to take part in wicked deeds with men who are evildoers. Let me not eat of their delicacies. We're surrounded by delicacies every single day. We are tempted and bombarded. We are tempted through the power of the evil one, Satan. And our prayer when we say, lead us not into temptation, it's help me hold on, God. Help me yield. Help me hold back. Don't let me cross the line. Don't let me fall into temptation. God never tempts us, but as I said, he tests us. He allows trials So, that is why this petition, lead us not into temptation, has a second portion. But deliver us from evil. You see, we are faced with two two ways that evil presents itself. Two real enemies. The first is our evil nature. We were born because of the fall early on. We were born into sin. We are born with a sinful nature. That's who we are. We know we're broken, wounded. We have a, oh, there's a word. There's a fancy word even that I can't remember. Um, Propensity, I think, is the word I was trying to call up. We have a propensity to sin. That's who we are. That's how we were created. That's one enemy that we face on a daily basis. But the other, you know very well, is our enemy Satan and his demons who are at us 24-7 to get us to stray from the life that Jesus wants us to lead. So when we're praying for God to help us in the times of trouble, in the times of trial, when we're praying in times of temptation, we recognize, we must recognize that we can't overcome these temptations on our own. It's only our human strength and willpower won't do it. And that's, I believe, where we mess up the most. Because we think, yep, I got it. I got it. I'm going through some trouble right now, but I got it. I can do it. I'm going to step up. And that's where the enemy gets in. Because we feel like we got it all together. Our strength, our human willpower cannot face the temptation and evil that we are up against. Jesus is our anchor. Jesus is is our deliverer. So we must, and you know, I keep preaching this, but we must submit to God's divine will and authority. It is not about us. God is sovereign. He has the way, the truth, and the life that we're to follow. We must choose the way of the cross. When Jesus shed his blood for us, he destroyed sin. He destroyed death. He destroyed the power of evil. And he set us free from the bondage of sin. Scripture says that Satan comes to rob and kill and destroy. 
Scripture also says that he prowls around like a lion, a roaring lion ready to devour us. But the good news is Jesus has already overcome. Jesus has already overcome. That's how we can get up every morning. That's how we can keep on going when we are in the midst of challenge, when we are in the midst of difficulty, when we feel like our life is caving in around us. Jesus, light of the world, Jesus, our anchor, our deliverer, is the only answer. The only answer. Turn to Luke 10. Luke 10, starting with the 18th verse. This is when Jesus was calling some of his first, the first 72 um, to be his followers and to minister. And they asked him, um, they had had this powerful experience of even demons responded to us. Like we had the power and the authority. And Jesus answers this in verse 18. He says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That's the good news, my friends. That's what we need to remember. When you are being faced with evil of all kinds, when evil destruction is out to get you and to, uh, is attacking your family, That's what we need to remember, that within us, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have the power and the authority over evil. And it also says, I think it's in 2 Thessalonians, that the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you. He will protect you from the evil one. We have control over our minds, and sometimes we give up. We are in the midst of a heavy battle. We are in the midst of trial. And we think, oh, here we go again. Or I don't have what it takes. Or this is as good as it's going to get. You claim it fully that we have the power. We have the authority. We do have the protection from the evil one through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus, I will say again, is our deliverer. And through him and him alone, through his sacrifice, through the blood that was poured out on the cross, we have the power. We have the authority over sin and evil. Some of you are thinking your life is as good as it's going to get. That this is with a hand that you were dealt and there's, that's it. Well, that's a lie from the enemy. And you need to go to battle for your life. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus. You need to be looking at the author and perfecter of your faith rather than the the situation or the circumstances that you're in. you got to step it up and fight. We need to go to the Garden of Gethsemane, and I know that's not up on the screen, but turn to Matthew 26 if you have it. This was at the... At the um, end of Jesus' ministry, as he's heading toward Calvary, the temptation uh, for the 40 days in the desert when God allowed Jesus to be uh, tempted by Satan, that was at the beginning of his ministry. Now we're at the end of his ministry, his life on earth, as he is heading toward the cross. And we go to Gethsemane, Gethsemane, Matthew 26, starting with the 36th verse. 
Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. He began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here. Keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell to his, with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. That's his humanness, that beautiful human side of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He knew what he was being called to do, yet in that moment he was so overwhelmed with the, with the heaviness, with the burden, he was sorrowful. Sorrowful unto death, Jesus experienced everything, everything that we could experience. If it's possible, take this cup from me. But it didn't stop there. Then he said, not as I will, but as you will. Not my will, O oh God, but your will be done. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. And he said, could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh, our sin nature. Our spirit is willing. I would say that's across the board as Jesus followers. But our flesh, our sinful nature is weak. And you know the story. Then it goes on. Two more times he went off to pray. And he came back and they were sound asleep. Such an indication of their spirit's willingness to be followers of Jesus. Yet their laziness as followers of Jesus. Part of us, I believe our human condition, is that we are eager and ready. We keep praying, I'm all in for you, Jesus. Yes, I will do what you want me to do. Yes, I will go where you say you want me to go. Yes, I will go through the trials, the tests, the difficulties, the challenges that you are asking me to. But the other side, the other part of our human condition is that we're weak and lazy. When Jesus asks us to stay and watch and pray for a bit, we fall asleep. I mean, that's who we are as broken, wounded, flawed believers. So, I just want to remind you that we cannot pray the Lord's Prayer from a distance. We can't pray the, the prayer that Jesus taught us and, and not be called deeper into a deeper life, into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And quite frankly, we are being called to go to Gethsemane. We are being called to walk to Calvary. We're called to be Calvary people. We're called to live and pray and walk boldly into the darkness because God's there with us. God triumphs over evil. God triumphs over fear. God triumphs over death and despair and disappointment and depression. Wherever you are, God triumphs. You've got to walk like it. You've got to live like it. 
And sometimes, if you're like me, I have to say it out loud. God is victorious. Jesus is my defender. I am covered by the blood of the Lamb. Whatever it is that you need to say to get your mind in control, then you do it. So you can live a life that has victory, that has meaning, that has purpose, that has joy in the midst of your circumstance, that has joy in the midst of sorrow. God's kingdom will reign forever and ever. Just in case you haven't realized it, our life on earth is not as good as it's going to get. The best is yet to come. Let Jesus be your anchor. Keep your eyes on him. All right, okay, that sounds good, preacher. So what do we do? How do we persevere? Well, several things that the, the scripture says. The first one. I want to remind you, stay awake. We've got to wake up. We can't be lazy. We can't be sleeping when Jesus says, stay here, do this. I read about a story, a World War II story, when the troops were getting ready to, it's one of the parachute troops that were going to be dropped into the invasion of Normandy. And before the drop, their lieutenant said this, Do not bow your heads. Do not bow your heads, but look up so you can see God and ask his blessings on what you're about to do. The spiritual posture of prayer is with face-up expectation. I've been doing some studying about the early Christians in Jerusalem, and their posture of prayer, their posture of worship was this face up, ready to receive the power, the authority. Some of you today need to hear that reminder that Jesus is saying, wake up, get your face up, look to God, don't take your eyes off him. I know you're going through trials. I know it's tough. I know for some of you it's hard to get out of bed in the morning, but get your face up. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus. That's why I don't care what you think of me when I worship anymore. Because, especially since I've experienced this, and I'll just say last week, uh, it was a powerful weekend, um, spent at the International House of Prayer in, in Kansas City. And I went up at one point to be prayed over, and it was this powerful time as I was receiving. But the, the altar minister said, receive. And here I was, I had my arms like this. And she said, no, you lift them up like this. Receive, get your head up. I thought, wow, that's just like what I've been studying. Do you hear Jesus saying to some of you today, receive, get your head up. Let me, let me give you the power. Let me pour in my authority to you. You're not doing this on your own. Stay awake. Secondly, we need to watch. We need to be alert. Jesus was considered a watchman. He has always been and is still interceding for us. Jesus is our watchman. So thirdly, then, we need to join him and we need to be praying. 
Not just, oh yeah, I know that. Christians are supposed to pray. No, we are supposed to be praying with and for one another. We are supposed to be interceding for one another. That's how we become strong. And finally, we're to stand firm. That's the whole Ephesians 6 thing. We need to get dressed for battle every day. We need to be able to fight. We need to be able to claim the authority that we have through Jesus Christ. I want to remind you how important it is to have a group of Christians that have your back, that you can be fully transparent with, that you can be fully honest with. I call them my people. Who are your people? You need to have people. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And it may just be one or two where you can shed the facade where you can be fully honest, this is what I'm dealing with, this is what I'm thinking, this is the the difficulty, this is the conflict I'm experiencing. You need to have somebody who can encourage you, who can edify you, but who also can hold you accountable. You need to be able to have sacred confession with somebody who is a strong believer We were created to be in relationship with God and one another. So, as I let the band come on up, let me remind you, when we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we have to go deeper. And I believe, as I always do, Scripture and this message calls for a response from us. So maybe... You're battling earthly and fleshly desires. Maybe you're, you're in the midst of challenges where your faith is being tested. I know some of you, I know that it's hard for you to get up and face the day because you are grieving, because you are struggling, because you are in such conflict, because you feel like the, the arrows and darts of the enemy are coming from all directions. Maybe, maybe you're getting a bit lazy And Jesus is saying to you, do you mean, son, daughter, you can't stay awake for just an hour? Maybe you're trying to hide a relationship. Maybe you're trying to hide a behavior or an addiction or or some temptation that has has, uh, got you in a stronghold. Wherever you are today, you need to allow Jesus in. He is your strength, your deliverer. He is your anchor. He is our righteousness, our one true defense. I pray, I pray that you will respond to him today. Let's pray. Search us, O God. Know our hearts, know our thoughts. Search us and see if there be any offensive ways in us. Convict us. Lead us to confession. Lead us in your truth. Lead us in the way everlasting. Holy Spirit, move in and through us and among us. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil, we pray. Amen.